this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg Pukerke. Your guest names are Josh Ferry and Kate Huber. Together, they are the founders of Cloud Insight, a tech company that we were lucky enough to help relocate from New York City to Buffalo. They're loving the entrepreneurial ecosystem here. They're loving the tech community here. And they're loving the Buffalo Bills, which I was lucky enough to get to have an excuse to talk about on mic for this episode. So thank you guys so much for listening. Really hope you enjoy and rate us on iTunes. Bye, guys. So for those that don't know, what is Cloud Insight? Cloud Insight is an intelligent marketplace for um, a marketplace for services based in IT. So we're doing everything from cloud to data center into cybersecurity and software. And how new of a company is this? Really new. I mean, we, we technically kicked it off last year, so like, what, beginning of Q2 2018, um, but we made a lot of changes, one being the, the big uh, migration from New York City to Buffalo right. uh, for our headquarters, and um, yeah, so we kind of feel like we, we like restarted everything with a new business plan in mind uh, early this year, yeah, I think, March of this year. I think in any new business, you find that you know, the first six months are really an, an opportunity to get to know the market and mm-hmm. understand uh, what's going to work and what's not. And so we looked at it as our, our proof of concept and realized that there was a need in the market and that there was an opportunity for us to, to do well. And then kind of took all that information, took all the data and relaunched the company in January. So take me through a little bit of your background um, before the company and before the move to Buffalo. You know, why did you... What need did you see to, that you wanted to create this company, and what problem are you trying to solve? Sure. So uh, I guess I'll go first. My, my background has been in, in tech for my entire career. Um, I've worked on my own company, so this isn't my first startup. Um, and I've also worked in the Fortune 200 space, uh, leading teams and, and leading uh, large organizations, uh, leading the Americas for, most recently, a software entity out of Europe. The access group and one thing that was for sure was there was this growing uh, group of companies that was out there that was essentially sales enablement that was helping companies like myself who was, who was on the vendor side in a, in a software company uh, find new opportunities and, and uncover those opportunities bring them to us and we pay them a portion of the revenue those companies were popping up all over the place but so were our competitors so we started losing our voice in the market and we started having to pay more to these sales enablement companies to be able to make a uh, a name for ourselves in the market. And once we started working with different companies, we realized that they had a tremendous need where they were going out and how are they going to vet a hundred different cloud providers? It's impossible. So they could either pay a company like a Gartner or a 451 group a tremendous amount of money to try to uncover those, those, uh, those, the, the data to be able to figure out which way to go. But again, it, to be even looked at by those companies, you have to pay as a vendor a lot of money to be able to do that. And I think what we found was if we could find a way to, to look at all those companies on behalf of the customers that are out there and be able to provide them with a lot of data and, and do it in a way that's intelligent and really based on their needs and preferences, then we thought it was a, it was a win-win for everybody. Yeah, and uh, my background, I also was in tech for my whole career. Um, only in healthcare though, so a little bit different from what we're doing today because we're pretty industry agnostic in what we're doing. 
Um, but I was uh, most recently at Cypher Health, which is a patient engagement company based out of New York City. And um, we grew a lot in the um, you know, about six and a half years that I was there. And I was um, in my last role running product and DevOps for that company. And what I saw was that you know we were still kind of a startup in, in whatever sense you could apply it to a company that at that point had about like 100 employees or so. But we were lean, and especially on the tech side. So in terms of developers and product managers and um, you know engineering architects, just everyone on that team had kind of been wearing a couple hats for a while. So one of the many hats that I was wearing was to find vendors that we would work with because you know we didn't build everything out in our stack in-house. So where we needed to bring in third-party vendors, we also had a lot of compliance concerns. We needed to make sure that those vendors had SLAs that were in line with ours so that if we had any issues with them, they have an outage that you know, we could be okay with that level of downtime for our customers. So obviously we wanted as, as small as possible um, compliance issues because of HIPAA. So we needed them to sign business associates agreements and you know, it, it became a real burden for us if we ever had to find new vendors. So I saw it on you know, the customer side where I realized how much time we were spending, which was you know, not anyone's full-time job, on figuring out you know, who was the right vendor for our type of company in, you know, in our industry and with the types of clients we had. So, um, so yeah, so really when Josh and I put our heads together, we realized that you know, we kind of came from both sides of this problem. Um, you know, with our own unique experiences, but especially with Josh's background, just kind of seeing all of the segments of the tech industry that we needed. So, um, so yes, yeah, so we just kind of took it and ran with it. And when you guys started, you were based in New York City, both living there? Yes. 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 For better or for worse. <laughs> <laughs> so then, obviously, here you are in Buffalo. Um, take me through, you know, that process of moving, and I know you worked with Alan from our team, and just kind of how that all got started. Yeah, so we love Alan. Um, we actually, <laughs> he was one of the, the first people we met. We actually were introduced to him by Tom Murdoch from UB, from the Incubator Network there. Right. Um, I don't even remember how you found Tom, Josh, but I want to say it was online. I think I emailed into uh, a, like an incubator group. In yeah, yeah. Josh Tom. is a good cold caller and cold emailer. <laughs> Tom was the guy that reached back out. Yeah, yeah, but Tom was awesome. And he was like, oh, this is great. You guys are interested in Buffalo. Let me introduce you to all these people. So, you know, Alan was one person yeah, I think who we met. left that meeting with with probably 12 different introductions. And it was the kind of the fire that started this entire Absolutely. process. Yeah, yeah. I, I interviewed someone the other day. They said there was somebody that had moved from California to here. And they said, oh, wow. um, in Buffalo, like you meet one pe- one person, yeah. you end up with like 10 new yeah. connections. It's the Buffalo effect. Friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally the Buffalo effect. And if, if that's like not already... Um, a term, I think we should make it one. But um, you just did, yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had really been looking to um, to come to Buffalo for family reasons. Josh is originally from here. Um, I'm I'm not, so I'm the transplant, uh, you know, in this group. But it just ended up, you know, once we met all the the great folks here, we we realized that you know it actually made sense to um, you know do more than just have family here and and actually move our lives and our business here. Yeah, and I think uh, the other thing was we had made it known to ourselves and, and to our team that at some point we wanted to be able to open an office in Buffalo, or do something in Buffalo to kind of give back to 
to the community and, and Kate and I wanted to, to move back here at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, just didn't know quite when and didn't expect it to be as soon as it was. Um, so we always had that goal in mind and then coming down here, what we hadn't realized was the amount of opportunity that was based right here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we kind of looked at Buffalo as uh, that something that we'd be able to come to later on after we had built a business in New York. And in reality, it actually made more sense for us and, you know, looking at the financials and looking at the cost of living and the cost of doing business, it made a lot more sense for us to be in Buffalo than did in New York. It just took, you know, us meeting with you guys and meeting with some other folks to kind of put that into perspective and, yeah. and do the math and figure it out. Yeah. And why do you think that is specific for a tech company? If that's a lot of, like, the leads that we're getting, a lot of people that we're trying to target. So what about, you know, Buffalo makes it good for tech outside of maybe, the you know, the low cost of living? So I think, I think in, in tech in general, you've got a lot of people that are serial entrepreneurs. And I think that right now, in an entrepreneurial mindset, you look for something that's not quite there, but has the potential to get mm-hmm. there and go beyond. And that's what I saw. I think, you know, even in the tech community today, it's, it's growing and it, it's building up, but it's still in its infancy. And there are a lot of things that I think that even Kate and I can bring to the community to help it, you know, blossom into what we think it'll be in the future. Um, you know, it's, it's not there yet. It's clear that it's not. And, and there are a lot of, you know, there are some meetings that we went in with, uh, with different groups that, you know, we went in and it was clear that they were talking about cost of goods sold in a software company. And it's just, it's like oranges and apples. Right. But, uh, but you know, the, we also have met a lot of great people that really understand the tech uh, ecosystem and all of them want to give back and all of them want to push that ecosystem forward in the, in the Buffalo market. So you can just see such a, a, a great opportunity for uh, a lot of growth and to be at the mm-hmm. forefront of that is an exciting exciting yeah there's a strong sense of community within the the tech universe and I think that that's really aligned with Buffalo there's a strong sense of community in Buffalo too so you know it's it's actually been I think pretty easy for you know like the tech stars team now to come in and start this like Buffalo open coffee on you know every Tuesday and at first I was like oh every Tuesday I don't know what the turnout will be and we've gone to a couple of them so far we're like this place is packed doubling in size I know they're gonna need a new venue it's crazy but but I think that the tech community does come together that way and you see a lot of that camaraderie and you see people who are you know just really willing to to help others and it's you know it's a it's a younger fresher mindset but it is one that is is very much like of a, a teen sense which I think is good and I think Buffalo needs that Buffalo needs people to band together and, and work together on this, like, you know, common solution that we're trying to, to come to. And, and that, that I think will come from the tech community for sure. The other cool thing that I see is that now we're starting to see Buffalo and Rochester work together. And Buffalo yeah. and Syracuse work together and going across the border into Canada and Hamilton and Toronto and starting to have all these different groups that are within... Now, not a huge radius, right. start to come together and, and figure out, hey, you know what, if we all support each other, then we become a much bigger ecosystem than just, you know, Buffalo and Rochester, who's going to be the best, and totally. who's going to be tech-focused, who's going to be arts-focused. Right. Um, you know, bringing that all together is a, is a really good idea, and I think people are starting to, instead of compete, or compete, but also lend a helping hand, mm-hmm. and I think that'll, that'll be a tremendous benefit to the entire region. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the industry side. Um, right before you guys came in, actually, I saw there was like a popular uh, Reddit thread from yeah. the past few days where somebody asked people, folks that had moved away from Buffalo, 
you know, what did you miss while you were away, even if you've moved back? Josh, you're originally from here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are some of the more on the quality of life type stuff that you missed most when you were in New York? Uh, pizza. Uh, you know, New York has good pizza, but it's not anything compared to Buffalo. A lot, of a lot of people said pizza. Yes, yeah, you, you miss it. Like, I would, every time I came home to, to Buffalo, like, I felt comfortable knowing that I was going to gain two and a half pounds. <laughs> I knew, like, there was, like, a pound per day limit. It's the other pounds. Buffalo effect. Yeah, yeah, I was going to get wings, I was going to get pizza. But, you know what, it, it, it's funny because I think Buffalo is really under undervalued in terms of how great the restaurants and food and yeah and the the bar scene and the different breweries and things that are popping up here um i think it's underrated and i those were things that i actually missed i thought you know i, I enjoy going out in buffalo and enjoy the the community effect and also like all like the the concerts that pop up all over the place in new york when they have a free concert good luck you get, get there two days early to be able to see the stage <laughs> it's like right. it's ridiculous and it's, it's you know you're taking a hot subway on the way there and I love New York and New York's a great place but those were the things that I probably missed the most and then moving back you realize I almost forgot like how, how nice people were here as compared to uh, any place else I've ever been to it's kind of like that Midwest vibe and uh, I remember we were coming back and I was introducing Kate to the Buffalo area and people were like being really nice to her and you could tell that Kate was like what do they want from me? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are they getting at? What are they my, my typical New York City yeah. issues. <laughs> I'm like, no, relax. I'm like, they're just, they're just nice. They're just yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. You're just on guard all the time in New York yeah. City, and it, it was, I mean, it was refreshing after I, you know, yeah. realized <laughs> coming to Buffalo that, you know, not everyone's out to get you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, no, it's really nice. So now that you've been here for a bit, do you have, like, uh, some favorite spots or something that you've grown to love yeah I do well it's funny because we uh, actually just had some friends in town from New York City and we went to Buffalo proper and they were like are you kidding me this place is so cool like you have cocktail bars here and I was like yeah, come on <laughs> yeah of course you have cocktail bars um, but no yeah they're they're definitely places I I don't know I think I'm still like 50 50 with pizza but I do love the pepperoni here more than okay. the pepperoni on New York City pizza <laughs> Um, but barbell wings, I like, I will drive there every day, Yeah. every day. It's just, there's, there's Bar something different about them. Barbell's number two on my list. Gabriel's What's your Gate. number? Okay. Gabriel's Gate. I've, I've been there a couple times too, but Barbell still ranks higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you do them ex extra crispy? What's your, uh, what's your I don't order? normally ask for them, but I do <laughs> prefer them crispy. Yeah. I like to just say, give me a medium chicken wing see what they come with yeah you know that's how you test them i learned the extra crispy trick from josh and it's like my favorite thing now <laughs> you're professional yes yeah. <laughs> and josh you're a big bills fan yes um yeah. tell us a little bit about the insight mafia and how that started even when you were in new york yeah so uh you know obviously i was a season ticket holder even when i was in manhattan so i fly out for every game and, uh, that's how I got introduced to Buffalo, really. Yeah, yeah, going to games, but um, but obviously Bills Mafia is a is a big, a big thing that everybody knows about. And now it's mm -hmm. it's you know globally people know about the Bills Mafia, and a lot of people in New York and the surrounding areas, all my contacts and the places I had worked and the places I had uh, done business with, all knew that I was a Bills fan because yeah. you know, if I showed up on a Friday, I was going to have a Bills pin and Bills socks on or a Bills tie or something mm -hmm. ridiculous. So. When we started this company, we decided to uh, to call all of our customers, our partners, and our employees the Insight Mafia and the group that you know was working with us and 
and so we've we've coined it the Insight Mafia for everybody yeah. that kind of is part of the family. I love yeah, it. and that's really what it is for us. It's like Insight Mafia just means family. Like you're yeah. just you're part of our family. You're in our circle. So right. So yeah. So everyone gets really excited when we tell them about it, and then we explain what it means. They're like, I want to be part of the Insight Mafia too. <laughs> it's good marketing. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so you would fly out to come to a game here every single one. I, I would miss probably three a year, maybe. Two or three a year I'd miss. And it's usually when we were out of the playoffs and, and it was you know, 30 degrees outside. I would, I would donate those tickets. Those are the games that I would, when I was in college, I would go to those games for like $4. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, yeah. yeah. There's no use in selling tickets. Good one to donate. Pretty easy. Freezing cold Browns game when we're out of the playoffs or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. One of my first games was the, uh, the Snowpocalypse. Yes. Against yeah. uh-huh. uh, Indianapolis. Really? That was like also my first experience with lake effect snow. Because I mean, I grew up in New Jersey. I, I, I know snow, but I had not experienced lake effect snow. So that was, that was a treat. Very <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Well, thank you guys very much for your time. Before you leave, we have a couple hard-hitting blizzard round questions. All right. Okay. We will go, Josh first, we'll go around the circle. Okay. Uh, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Ooh. That's a good one. Um, I think I'd go with one buffalo because it's my favorite. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm really getting concerned that they might be getting rid of it because I'm seeing less of it in the stores. That's an on-brand, <laughs> on-brand answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine is Coffee Run from Perry's. It's just coffee ice cream with espresso chips in it. Which I feel like that question is just your favorite ice cream. <laughs> People typically take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, book or TV show that you'd recommend? The Third Door. Oh, great, yeah. great book. Um, Highly recommend anyone to, to read it. I forget the author's name right now. But. Alex Benayan? Yes, Alex Benayan. It's a great story. Yeah. I was going to say that one too, but um, another one that I, I read just recently that I really liked was Sales EQ. I didn't come from a sales background, so it was really helpful for me. Text or phone call? Uh, I'm a phone call type of guy. I'm, I think everybody will, will tell you that. I am terrible at responding to texts. I probably have 60 on red right now. Fact. <laughs> Fact. I'm, I'm 50-50 on it. I love a good phone call, but I also have like long goodbyes and also love efficiency, so I do appreciate text messages for that. <laughs> Tough one. Bills or Sabres? Uh, if I had to pick right now, it'd be the Bills, but uh, I, I like where both teams are going. I'm excited about the future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It all started with the Bills for me, so. I was going to say, you're not allowed to say, what are you, aren't you a Giants fan? Yeah, so I grew up a Giants fan. Yeah, just um, close to Legion, so. yeah, since, yeah, since my grandfather was like nine years old, everyone in the family's been a Giants fan. But, I don't know, after this last, last draft, I was just kind of disappointed in him. I mean, we've, <laughs> we've, had a, we've had a tough couple of years since Tom Coughlin left. But, uh, but no, I mean, I've, I've really come to love the Bills organization. I, I love your coach. I love... I love the new quarterback. I love you know all, all the guys and just the, the family feeling. So glad you were converted. Yeah. <laughs> hiking or skiing? Um, hiking, hiking. I'm, I'm a terrible skier. Yeah, hiking for me too. Grew up hiking. And last question, most important. You're ordering them extra crispy, but chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Flat. <sighs> drumstick. I'm a drumstick. Perfect match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Split time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Bellringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded, nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast 
Follow our social media channels and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.